You can start whenever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just thinking. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to that So Fringy podcast. We are here today with a very, very special guest. His name is Bo Kennedy, and he is from the podcast, The Bump Podcast. That's right. I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but it is amazing. He's got all kinds of guests on there telling their stories. He also has a really, really cool testimony. If you go back and listen, Um, he's he's got a, a good story. Yeah, and he's just a genuine dude. You know, I had a really good time talking with him, and I know that um, we went into spiritual warfare, as mm-hmm. you're going to hear on this episode, and uh, it, it was just a lot of fun. And, and shout out to Bo for um, coming on. We really yeah. appreciate it, dude. One more time, I wanted to tell you that. And uh, just some housekeeping things. You know, we we want you, obviously, to like, share, subscribe. We we need to, to get this message out, and we know that um, this might be hard to share some of these things because it's kind of controversial. But It's kind of fringy. Yeah, but that's what... You know, that's what th- we're here to do is mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to wake up as many people as we can because we know that something is something is going on and there is this plan. There is this agenda that we talk about all the time. You're probably sick of me saying that, but there is something going on. And the more that we if something resonates with you, you know, just pass it along and yeah. see and see what happens, see what God will do. Maybe they'll maybe they'll receive it with open arms. We never know. Yeah, and we've mentioned on several of our episodes kind of this uptick in, you know, people feeling this spiritual warfare. I think people globally can feel that something spiritually is going on or has changed or shifted. Um, So Bo does a really good job of breaking down, like, what does the Bible have to say about spiritual warfare? And how do we combat against it? Like, how do we prepare to, to go to war in this sense? Yeah. And, you know, you're going to enjoy it. I think you will. And I hope um, that you guys listen to Bo's podcast because it's awesome. It's called Bump, once again, the Bump Podcast. Yep. The Bump in the Night. You know, And then he'll tell you all of the places you can find him. But um, I found him on Instagram. Yeah, he's on the gram. So anything else? Um, I think so. What we want to do is at the bottom of the show notes, we have a little spot that you can click on to leave a voice message. And we love the ones that we've gotten. Super love hearing from everybody. You guys are really funny. Yeah, it's really great. Um, So we wanted to kind of put out like a challenge, if you will, of leave us a quick, you know, I mean, it can be 30 seconds. It can be five minutes, whatever. Leave us a, a quick message of kind of what your red pill moments were, because what we want to do is is kind of every week for our episodes, we want to add a clip from our viewers in. So you don't have to say your name. You don't have to say where you live, any of that stuff. I mean, Just, you can if you want to. Yeah, you totally can. And we will give you a shout out if, if you get drawn out of a hat. But leave us a, a little voicemail so that we know what your red pill moments were, are, and, you know... If it something was a red pill moment from this show, we would really like to hear that because there's a lot of stuff. You know, we're putting a lot of information out there, kind of rapid fire, and you know, we don't know if it's hitting the mark or not if we don't hear back from people. And for the people that have left messages and do reach out to us on Instagram and on our website and our email, thank you. Yeah, it's been so cool just building this community and getting to know people. And, um, you know, we've got people listening from all over the place. 
and uh, it's shocking to me. It really doesn't even make any sense, but they're listening from all over the United States, all over uh, several countries. Well, we could pick a country every week and say... Shout out to Romania because we've yeah. got somebody apparently listening from Romania, which yeah. is awesome. So Shout we'll pick a, Romania. We'll pick week. a new country every week in our intro, and just because it's awesome, it's awesome that you can get this message out to people that you would never meet under regular circumstances. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, that's us being long-winded as usual, and we would like to get you now into the podcast because. Yeah. Bo's got it going on, and he knows it. That's the thing. He knows it. So, Bo, (laughs) here's to you, buddy. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. That's so fringy. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, This is That's So Fringy. My name is Rick. I'm Kristen. And we are here with Bo from the Bump Podcast. Bo, it's so great uh, that you were able to take the time. We know that you're a busy man, and uh, we just love getting together and talking with fringy folks about fringy topics, and uh, we cannot wait. I had to take my hat off because we're we're matching baldness here. That's I know right. you out there in listener land can't <laughs> can't hear how bald we both are, but we're both extremely bald. Actually, Very we had bald. Shane on from from the Shadows podcast and he goes, "You know, you look a lot like my friend Bo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the Bump podcast, where where does this originate? Where did you come up with the name? Uh what kind of brought you into doing that? We would love to introduce our audience to to you mm-hmm. and and because uh, we think you're doing great things over there and we're really enjoying your podcast. So uh, why don't you start there if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely. And first, thank you guys a lot. You know, thank you for having me on. It's always an honor to, to you know, to be asked to come on to a show. And that's, it kind of makes me nervous. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I don't know. That's weird. Ain't it? It's kind of weird. No, I get it. You don't have to be nervous with us, man. We just love yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. So you're a, you're a brother now. So cheers and uh, let's get into it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, the Bump Podcast. Um, I got the name Bump from a little ghost hunting team that I used to run, uh, and I use that term very loosely. You know, like very, very loosely. When I was uh, still in the Air Force, we were down in Louisiana, and it was really just me and a bunch of buddies at the time, riding around half drunk at spooky places, and mm-hmm. you know, scaring As ourselves to death. You know, but uh, Bump is an acronym. And it stands for the Believers of the Unexplained Monsters and Paranormal. Mm, okay. And uh, I just thought it was kind of catchy. It was fun. You know, it has that kind of bump in the night kind of theme mm-hmm. going along with it. You know, so it had a lot of different uses. So I went with it and it just, I just kept that name over the years. And to do it, to get to where we was doing the podcast, I had a lot of experiences all my life, all kinds of paranormal, weird stuff, uh, fringy, so fringy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I had, uh, emailed Tony Merkel with the confessionals podcast, mm-hmm. hoping to go on his show. And at that time he only had like a six month waiting list. So, you know, he was even less busy than he is now somehow and still super busy. But, I was sitting here waiting on him. You know, we were scheduled to, you know, for one of these days kind of thing. And then that 
serious virus that took over the whole world hit. And I found myself working from home mm-hmm. as a, you know, my first year as a teacher, I had all kinds of free time. I had access to zoom and a desk, you know, at the, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the house. So yeah, what I else just, could I uh, do with this setup? Yeah. I, I thought I'm going to go nuts if I don't do something. And I love podcasts. I got tired of waiting around for Tony. So I figured I would just try it myself and uh, started off inviting people I knew for the first couple of episodes. And then it just immediately seemed to take off. Uh, it's just been a blessing. So. That's so fun, man. And, you know, Tony, shout out to Tony. He's such a great dude. And we know that he's so busy. He looks a lot like us too, you know, beard beard and bald. It's like kind of a theme we got going on apparently. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he's such a great dude. And you, uh, you know, your podcast has been uh, booming. We've, we've been noticing Mm -hmm. and, and we are just loving all of the information coming out of there because, you know, you can tell you're a genuine dude and, uh, and you really, and you're really trying to just help people find answers, you know, and, and, and have some fun along the way, which is awesome. But we wanted to talk to you a little bit today about um, getting into some spiritual warfare. And I know that, uh, you know, we on this podcast talk a lot about, um, we talk a lot about demons, AI, um, the, the, the fallen ones. We talk about the Nephilim and all that stuff. I mean, we had on Shane talking about the Mothman and, and Bigfoot. So we've been all over the gamut and we want to kind of just bring everybody down to, um, the understanding of that there is this war going on all around us. And, but there, there is, um, there is a way that we can, be aware and combat a lot of this. And, uh, and we heard an episode that you did on spiritual warfare, and we were hoping that you could bring some of that information um, to our audience. I would absolutely love to. I feel like, uh, you know, over, over the last few years, well, over, I guess, a lifetime, that's where I've kind of been cornered. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I see now from the angle of attack that I've, that I've had at me for all my life and listening to everybody's stories. And then this, I just feel like this, a true calling to get this stuff out mm-hmm. that it is. Um, we are living in a time of spiritual warfare, uh, maybe more than ever, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from with wanting to, to bring this out. Um, I think the, the last episode that I saw you guys had, um, it was the, the lady from Dark Holler, right? Yeah, oh, we yeah. had Kristen on. Yeah, Kristen. I'm trying to get her on my show, but uh, she's got a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah she's, she's so uh, fun, man. She was awesome. She was great. Very yeah. gracious, uh, very yeah. down to earth. We loved talking to her, and uh, and it's and it's been a, a booming episode, man. Yeah. People, and we talked a little it. bit about spiritual warfare in that episode, but we haven't actually done it episode on just that. And I think people need to know what's going on so they know how to fight it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I'm going to tell this from a Christian perspective. I hope that doesn't offend anybody or no, that's perfect. Okay. All right. Cause that's the only perspective I really know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Same here. (laughs) All right. Good deal. All right. Um, I'll basically just start it off like I did with the church service that we had. Um, you know, when, when we become born again, a few things happen immediately. Okay. Um, one, 
And most importantly for us, we get our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two, we increase the body of Christ because we are the body as a church. Um, we receive the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that protects us. Um, there's a hot debate right now about that. And I'll, I'll probably circle around to it eventually, but there's a hot debate of, as to whether or not a Christian can be possessed. Right. Uh, I'm of the belief that it cannot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, once you are saved, I don't believe that the Holy Spirit's going to scoot over and let a demon come on inside too, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, oppression, yes. Uh, we've all, we all are subject to be oppressed, but not necessarily possessed. And I, I'll try to explain some of those differences too. Um, but what else we do is we're kind of enlisted into God's army. Right. So Mm -hmm. as young Christians, we're entering that the boot camp phase where we're trying to learn how to be warriors for God. Mm -hmm. And um, that can be very difficult if people aren't there to help you along the way. Sure. Um, We have some local churches, fortunately, um, that are are seeing the same thing and they're trying to help with young Christians to to learn about spiritual warfare. And I, I hope to be a part of that. Um. This new enemy that you have used to be your best friend, used to be your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, the devil, you know, when you when you give your life to Jesus, you're breaking up with the devil. You yeah. know, you're parting ways. And there is no one more spiteful or hateful or devious, right, <laughs> than the devil himself. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what he wants to do. Um. Yeah, I know a couple of guys that have an ex-wife that might might want to challenge you on that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't say that the devil couldn't possess them, right? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> there you go. Because I, I think I I think I've met her met her a couple of times myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the main things that people have to understand is uh, the supernatural worldview. Mm-hmm. That this stuff is real. Um, it's not fairy tale. It's not a Marvel movie. We are really dealing with angels and demons. Uh, I, I use the term angels loosely too because they're more like a celestial being. Angel yeah. is a a category, you know, and that's all deeper deeper reading kind of stuff. We'll just keep mm-hmm. it simple: angels versus demons. Um, the battle goes on all around us. You know, we we are assigned angels. It says in Psalm 91 that he will charge his angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. Mm-hmm. So that's that's proof, you know, that we have angels assigned to us to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, so these battles are going on because I believe that as soon as we have these angels assigned to us, the devil who wants to do the inverse of what God does. He's probably sending his little henchman right along with him. Yeah. Um, so the battle begins there. Um, our job as Christians is to witness, right? To help yep. spread the word of God. It's to heal the sick and it's to cast out demons. Um, there's several references for that. It's Matthew 10, uh, verses 7 and 8, Luke chapter 9, verse 1, and Luke. Chapter 10, 17 through 19. Luke 10, 19 is where Jesus flat out tells you, tells the disciples, I have given you the authority 
to cast out demons. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, if it's fake, then Jesus wouldn't have said it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't literally casting out demons, why would Jesus, you know, lead you on? Right. Um, often these, but these, the heal and the sick part, if you read through the New Testament, read through the Gospels, you'll see that a lot of times these afflictions present as illnesses. Mm, yeah. But they're demons. It's a demonic sure. spirit that's afflicting you in this way. So when it when it's cast out, um, it's you know it's always in the name of Jesus. We have to use that name. Um, there are some, and it depends on what version of the Bible you have. But there are some that can only be uh, cast out with fasting and prayer. I'm still trying to work that stuff out myself. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure yeah, out yeah. what days I need to fast on. Am I supposed to fast every day and just eat a quick snack? You know, obviously mm-hmm. that's not working. I'm 265 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not but, fasting uh, on Thanksgiving. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the devil only knew that's his time to attack. You know. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, uh, there's a whole lot that goes into that. But the point is, you know, these afflictions, the sickness, the casting out demons, that's our job. So, we need to know how to do this job and to know how to do your job. We have to know who our enemy is, right? Mm -hmm. If we're in the military, the first rule is to know your enemy. So Mm -hmm. that's what we got to do. It's the same thing. If you're, uh, if you're into sports, you know, the week before the big game, what's the coach do? He sits you down and you watch footage, right? You learn, you learn how to attack back. So we got to stay in the word of God. This is our playbook. We know that in the end we win, but we can either live a life of getting beat up every day or we can learn how to defend ourselves and our families, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same way I do. Protecting your family is more important than yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, so we got to learn what to do. Um, so demons. Demons in a nutshell, what, they, uh, what those are. I'm going to get into a little bit extra biblical text. I hope you don't mind if I bring in things outside of um, just the Bible. No, you're good, man. Um, there are references to what I'm going to refer to in the Bible. So we'll, we'll break it all down. But in Genesis 6, 4, it says that the sons of God came down, took wives, right? Loosely took wives and had these children, these Nephilim spirits. Right. Yep. Um, the the Nephilim are the evil offspring of fallen angels and humans. Mm-hmm. Um, those Nephilim, those giants, are the same giants that are all throughout the Old Testament that you see Moses and Joshua have been assigned to go out and wipe out from the earth. Okay, because right. that's not God's creation. Right. Um, a lot of people that aren't in the Christian camp they look at that as a way to think that God is this evil being, you know, like this merciless person that's up in the sky, you know, go, you know, go wipe out these people. It's not like God has a a thing against tall people, you know, (laughs) (laughs) God was trying to rid the earth through man because that's what he always does. He always uses one or two people to start off this thing. You know, he uses Abraham, he uses Jacob, 
Uh, he uses Moses and Joshua, mm-hmm. and he, they're going out, not just freeing the Israelites, but reclaiming the land. Yes. Okay, um, preparing the way. There, but they have to get rid of these giant clans. So when you hear the Anakim, the Rephaim, Imim, I got to write all these down. The Zamzuman, Amorites, all of those, all the ites. Yeah. These are all giant clans. So yeah. when they're going into the land and they're clearing these guys out, it's not because of some kind of hatred or bigotry. It's because these are sons of devils. Okay. Yeah. These are sons of fallen angels. They have no belonging here. Now, what that has to do with demons is if you get into the book of Enoch, um, Enoch, let me see. It's first Enoch chapter 15 verses eight through 12. Okay. It'll explain to you pretty much exactly what demons are. Um, I'm going to read from that here in just a second, but first to make sure that it's, it's all referenced biblically. Um, it is referenced. What I'm going to talk about is referenced in Jude six. Mm-hmm. Um, also in second Peter chapter two, verses four and five, um, Peter refers to the angels that sinned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's yeah. talking about the fallen angels there. Right. And how they're locked away. Those watchers are locked away. Um, these sons of God from Genesis 6, 4, they're not the sons of Seth. There's a, a lot of people have a Sethite view. Mm-hmm. It It's directly that we are battling these giants, these Nephilim, these sons of fallen angels, all through the Old Testament. And then all through the New Testament, it's not giants, but demons. Mm-hmm. Because what demons are... According to First Enoch, the way it's broken down there, it says this. Now, the giants who are produced from the spirits and flesh, so the fallen angels and the flesh of man, will be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth will be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they were born from men and from holy watchers since their beginning and primal origin. There will be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits they will be called. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven will be their dwelling place. And for the spirits of earth, on the earth will be their dwelling place. So at this time, when man died, we went to Sheol, the the underworld, right? Yes. Angels stayed in heaven where they're supposed to be. So these half-angel, half-human spirits had nowhere else to go. They can't go up. They can't go down. They're trapped here on earth. Okay. And these are pure wicked. They hate the Lord. They hate us. And now they're disembodied. The flood wiped out a whole big bunch of them. Uh, Moses, like I said, Moses and Joshua wiped out all the remnant camps. Um, It's a popular belief that they continued on through the line of Ham, I believe. You know, Mm -hmm. Noah's son and his wife. Um, cause there, there's a curse that he put on Canaan, which was the son of Ham. And then you have the Canaanites, which were right. giants, right? you know? So there's a, there's a popular belief that that's where that lineage somehow survived, but that's, that's who these demons are. So as they're killing these giants, nowhere for their souls to go, they're trapped here. They're bound on earth. 
that would make them pretty angry. That would explain how they want to possess a body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They want to continue to live on um, and ruin us in the meantime. Right. Yeah. And all they have to do is look around and, and see God's creation all the time. Like they're, they're literally stuck in God's creation that they loathe and they, they loathe the people. They loathe the creation. They, they don't want to be here. And all they want to do is cause destruction. You know, you think of like an angry teenager and all they want to do is, is just cause havoc because they're, they're so broken. They're so hurting that they're, they're lashing out. And a lot of that stuff is, is very interesting because that's a lot of the stuff that we see people doing today and we call it mental illness, Exactly. you know, but but that's exactly what people are doing is acting like these demons that are throwing a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's exactly right. It, it's all, I can't say all, I guess there are cases of mental illness, genuine mental illness, but uh, a lot of it is influence, mm-hmm. you know, from, from whispers to an infestation of evil spirits um, right. and everything in between. Uh, the first Enoch goes on a little more. It says, and the spirits of the giants, right there it is. The spirits of the giants afflict, which is our illnesses, oppress, which is our mental illness, mm-hmm. destroy and attack, do battle and work destruction on the earth and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger. And they thirst and they cause offenses. And these spirits will rise up against the children of men and against the women because they have proceeded from them. So that's that's the extent of what it says in first Enoch. So for Enoch to be, you know, the man who walked with God, you know, he never died. He was taken up, you know, if we're going to be referenced in the New Testament, you know, and and his word is referenced in the New Testament. Mm I I accept that. You know, because we're not the only ones reading First Enoch. The Second Temple period referenced First Enoch. Second Temple period is the is the the period of time when Jesus was on Earth. So all these disciples, you know, I would imagine Jesus was pretty familiar with the Book of Enoch. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I don't want to go, you know, too far down that, but. Yeah, if I could just interject there, I Absolutely. think that the book of Enoch is one of those things where, I mean, if you, th- and and we have promised our listeners that we're going to do a whole episode on the Apocrypha and all of these hidden books, and, and that's coming. Stay tuned for that. But we we also want to mention that, you know, who is it that, that took out these books? Who is it that put together the canon as we know it? And that, and it's the Roman Catholic Church primarily. Mm-hmm. And right. not to go down a different rabbit hole and, and, and to keep us on topic here, but it, it that bothers me a little bit when, you know, you have a Protestant saying you can't read that book because a Roman Catholic from way back told me that this these are this is the canon. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Why did they get to pick who made them the, the, the only scholars that were allowed to say this? And I don't trust them. 
I'm just going to be honest right. with the things that I know about them. And we'll do another episode on that probably another day, but <laughs> I, I don't trust them. And so when I read the book of Enoch, as you're laying out for us, I find that it actually makes my canon Bible make more sense. Yes. Yes. And if it's adding to in a positive way, Mm -hmm. then what's the danger really? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. What's, what's the danger that felt like it needed to be controlled? You're right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what, what truth is in there that doesn't want to be exposed? That's what that makes me think. Um, so here we know who these who these are, right? We know that demons are the bad guys. We know why they're here. We know what they're up to. We know what they're doing. So now we need to know how to protect ourselves, right? How to mm-hmm. fight back. Um, it's usually with the word of God that you would fight back. Um, I would like to say probably always with the word of God that you fight back. Um mm-hmm. We, we use things like anointing oil. Um, we use things like crosses and stuff, you know, and it's, those are, those are good tools, but the power is in Christ, right? Yes. It's in the Holy Spirit that's within us. Um, so our only real weapon is the word of God, the name of Jesus. You see this used time and time again. Um, when Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted, it says, by the devil, in Matthew chapter 4, um, you see the devil coming at him. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, why don't you st- turn these stones into bread? And why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? Well, the whole time when Jesus, re- you know, corrects him or rebukes him, because that's, that's another thing we've got to talk about. Rebuke does not mean cast out. Right. Rebuke yeah, means yeah. to to like to sternly browbeat somebody. You know what I mean to correct <laughs> them. Uh, so Jesus is correcting the devil with scripture. You know he brings up Old Testament. He he's the one that brings up the devil. Brings up Psalm ninety one again. Mm. Um, that's a very very powerful psalm, um, especially when you read it in first person. Uh, I did another lesson on Psalm 91 and it explains that God himself is making covenants with us in that Psalm. You know, mm-hmm. he's promising his protection for our love. Yes. Um, and our, our relationship with him. But the devil says, um, what is it? It's, he reminds Jesus, you know, that, that what I said before, like the angels will, will bear you up in your hand in their hands, you know, why don't you just call yes. on them or whatever? Cause he's, yeah. he's trying to test him because the devil's not a hundred percent sure that this is the son of God. Cause he's not the smartest man in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the smartest man in the book. Yeah. Uh, so the devil, he can't be at all places. He can't know all things, but he can, he's pretty wise. He knows what's going on. So he's trying to tempt Jesus. And Jesus uses the, the word right back at him to, to quell all those things. And when the devil's using Psalm 91, it's kind of showing his hand. Um, because what he doesn't read is like the next verse. Whereas the next verse down, right before he stopped there, or right after he stops, it says that we will tread upon the lions and cobras. You know, we will trample down the the the, the dragon 
the young lions and the dragon, the snur- the, sa- the snakes, the serpents. Um, yeah. So he doesn't. He takes you right to it, but he he kind of backs off, you know, because he's just <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> you know, that's just what, what he does. Yeah. So it shows you how Psalm ninety one is powerful. We can get into that later, but um, for for new Christians, something that they need to know and and fifty year Christians to remember and to keep with you is to wear the armor of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's in Ephesians six. If we would break down um, exactly what's being discussed in Ephesians six, if that's okay with you guys, is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, it comes out of Isaiah 59 is where the, the first reverence to the armor of God is because God's talking about, and if you would read Isaiah 59, it is like, exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. Like he's looking upon the earth and he sees what, what we see right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm well. sorry, I'm not looking at the camera much. I'm looking like over here, right off camera because my, I got like two monitors that aren't in line with my, I'm sorry. I just noticed I was doing that. Good, I'm looking man. at you guys instead of as little here. eye contact as possible. is fine with me. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but yeah, it's a, in Isaiah 59, he talks about the armor of God. And he names each piece of this armor. That he, you know, he's going, he's donning his armor. And that's the scariest thing I could ever imagine is God Almighty preparing for war. All right. Mm-hmm. But Paul tells us in Ephesians that we need to realize who we're up against and put on this armor of God. And he makes some exceptions to a couple of things, which blew my mind after I read it. And I thought, Oh wow, this, this makes a lot of sense. Um, but what it says here in Ephesians six twelve, just that verse. Okay. I wrote it down and then I wrote it down what the expanded view would be. What it says and what each one of these words would mean. Um, when I ran it through the study Bible and went through the Greek key and all that kind of stuff, it, it makes it, just more serious. So if you don't mind, I'll just go to read verse 12 out of chapter six. This is the, uh, the American standard version is what I have here. It's kind of like layman's terms, but I've also found that it's the, it's the most literal translation. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Um, I know there's a lot of people have, you know, King James or nothing kind of view. Um, I will borrow whatever view is absolutely as close as I can get to the word of God, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes it simpler for me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm just from West Virginia. I'm a hillbilly. So <laughs> I need all the help I can get here. Uh, it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Okay. That tells us what we are actually fighting against. It's not against flesh and blood, but against all these things. And Paul uses all these words. Don't make a whole lot of sense. So what this study Bible did, it broke down each one of those rulers. What does that mean? Powers. What does that mean? Uh, What are the world forces? Uh, Forces of wickedness. What's he talking about? So I broke it down in here and I'd like to just read the expansion. Um, to reread this, it would say, for the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the princes and chiefs among demons, against infernal powers uh, 
demonic princes, potentates, which are rulers, against the one subject to the ruler of this world, which is Satan and his angels, of this state of moral darkness and wicked men under the influence of Satan against the spiritual forces of the evil nature of wickedness in the heavenly places. So it really fleshes out demon, 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 demon. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I've I mean? It's like, like that. It, it really hammers it out there. Um, that you're not, if somebody cuts you off, flips you the bird and keeps on going, you can't be mad at that guy. Yeah. Something has gotten under his skin. Something has irritated him. Mm-hmm. Something's trying to hurt you. Something's trying to ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're a child of God and these things are, you know, an affront to you. You have yeah. to understand that our challenge starts the day we give our life to God. Oh, yeah. Um, we have this, somehow, we have this greater peace within once we give our life to God because we know we're not in control anymore. We don't need to worry anymore. Yeah. Our salvation is sealed. But all the little inconveniences start. Mm-hmm. Um there's different levels, like I was talking about at the beginning, of demonic attacks. Um, the lowest level, they call it vexation. Okay, and that's where you're just irritated mm-hmm. all the time. You know, like your shoestring breaks, or the forecast said that it's going to be 50 degrees, so you go outside without a jacket on, and it's 32 degrees outside. You know, mm-hmm. just, just stupid stuff that mm-hmm. just irritate you. Uh, you're at, you run out of coffee on an important morning or whatever. <laughs> it's like when you know you had coffee left, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not talking about it. Not, it's not, usually not, one not of the my, kids. Yeah. yeah <laughs> not my own dumb fault stuff. Just <laughs> the irritating things that happen to us, you know, those are vexations. And then there's the, um, oh, what comes after vexation? Yeah, my wife could help me out, but, um, there's oppression is what it gets to obsession. There you go. There it is. Vexation, obsession, and oppression. Uh, obsession and oppression run really close together. That's when mm-hmm. things weigh on you. That's when they get a hold of you. They get those thoughts into your head. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they whisper enough to make you feel bad about yourself. Make you feel bad about somebody else. Your relationships. Your finances. Anything that can really lower your mood. You know, yeah. puts you into the bed. Make you easy for them to just sit there and feast off of, okay? And if they wear you down enough to where you feel like God doesn't love you, you know, if it'll keep you from God, mm-hmm. then they got you. And, you know, and yeah, that's when that's those- where stuff like anxiety comes in yes. or coveting comes in. Like, yes. you know, I find myself on Facebook. I'm like, man, these people are always on vacation. I'm so jealous. Well, how do these people get to go to Hawaii all the time? You know, and that's that's exactly it. It's those little things that you obsess over and obsess over and they'll get yep. you. Yep. And how does that keep popping up in your news feed? Yep. You know? yep. Every time you happen to open that phone, it's like, oh, look. Something else I don't have that I really wish I did. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, social media, that is a an awesome tool oh, of yeah. the devil. You know, it's oh, like yeah. what a field day they can have now, you know, when Yep. You know, all the information in the world is right there at your fingertips. But we don't use it to, you know, to dig in deeper and to get closer to God. We use it to distract ourselves from the annoyance of the world and then we just make things worse. You know, mm-hmm. it's a vicious cycle, but yeah, how many rabbit holes are we going to go down here? 
Um, Enjoy a bunch. <laughs> all right. Paul goes on to say, therefore, put on the full armor of God. Stand firm, right? And he starts talking about each piece of the armor that you put on. Um, he talks about putting on the the helmet of salvation. All right. Now, I picture that as, uh, you know, the old Roman helmets. You know, they don't have much for ear holes or anything like that. So it kind of keeps the whispers out of your ears, keeps your eyes fixed on your enemy, you know, or on the Lord straight ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's in there to protect your thoughts, to protect your mind. So, you know, that you don't get distracted, that you know that you belong to God. He talks about putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, we wear that righteousness. What righteousness is, is doing right by God. Okay, yes. so we wear that that breastplate of righteousness. We can go boldly forward, chest first, into the world. You don't have to fear. Your heart's covered. You're protected. Yeah, I'm glad you you said that about righteousness because people are kind of, you know, these Christianese. We have a hard time with these, and for new believers or, or or even people that have been in for a long time, they don't they don't know what righteousness means, or you know, we hear it all the time. But I'm glad you're breaking this down for people because righteousness is very important, yes. but it's kind of one of those almost transliterated words where they just didn't translate it. They're just like righteousness, and everybody's like, <laughs> right. "What is righteousness?" But you know, that's that you, like you said, that right living being in right standing with, with God. Um, so thank you for helping us with some of those Christianese. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just living right by God. And that word is abused a lot. You know, you hear mm-hmm. it as an insult, you're self-righteous, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with trying to live right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's yeah. nothing wrong with trying to remind or help the people that you love the most, mm-hmm. you know, when they get a little off course, you're not being self-righteous. You're not saying be like me. You're saying, Hey, be like Jesus. Yeah. You exactly. Know? And if we are humble, you know, and obedient, we would appreciate that in return. Right. You know, cause we all need that little reminder. Um, so that, that's something, you know, it kicks us in the pride a little bit, but, God hates pride, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we need to learn how to be righteous. Wear that breastplate of righteousness. Be be bold in it. Don't worry about it. If people are getting offended by righteousness, what does that mean? Yeah, they're, they they're may not, be living in the dark a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not living right. You know, it's mm-hmm. not your fault. They, you know, we're supposed to be the you're light of left. Christ. That's <laughs> it. We're supposed to we're supposed to be that living light for Jesus. So we got the breastplate breastplate on. We got the helmet on. And we guard it all with the belt of truth. Pretty simple. Pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Stay in the truth, right? The truth protects you. Um, you don't have to worry about remembering your stories if you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, shot our feet. You know, fix our feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we're standing on the gospel of peace, right? We're standing on God's word, the firm foundation, the rock, whatever you want to call it. We're standing on it in peace. And above all, or in addition to, it depends on which translation you have, carry the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. Uh, We use the word of God as a sword. You know, it will cut through the snares of the trapper, which are referenced in Psalm 91 again. Yeah. It will pierce the heart of unbelievers, right, to get the word of God into them too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it casts away the devil. Yeah. So that's, that sword is our weapon. And we're not all defense. We can use that word of God to cast out demons. It, it says so. You know, in Jesus' name, it says we can do so. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, shield and of faith. People, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but some people see the sword as being very aggressive, if you will. You know, they talk about Bible thumpers and how we're trying to hit people over the head with the word of God. But I like the way that you explain it because it it, it is a two-edged sword, meaning that at, at times you can cut down a demonic force that is that is coming with the word of God, as Jesus did in the passage that you read, but you can also use it as a scalpel to very delicately and lightly go into those people that you know their lives are maybe leaning a little towards the the obsession or things that you know they're getting down a line and that's where you come in with that sort of truth that or i'm sorry the um scalpel the scalpel and you (laughs) are able to just cut away lightly and carefully uh, and and take away some of those things and give the truth in a way that is um, very available to people and to where they can understand it. And, you know, I think too many people get worried about using words like sword. You know, it's like, no, it, it doesn't have to be that. The sword is for the enemy. Yes. You know what I mean? And And the scalpel is for those that we love. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a good way to put it. Very well said. Absolutely. You know, the the more we're in the word, the more we're honing, you know, the edge there, mm-hmm. is the, the lighter a cut we can make. If we know what delicate words to use, you know, mm-hmm. we, we get a better finish on that edge. Mm-hmm. So we, we can not hurt them, you know, with right. the word. You're yes. absolutely right. That's, that's a very good way to put it. I might... I might steal that scalpel. There. <laughs> just, write, just write that down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Note taken. All right. Yeah. And then this, the shield of faith is not necessarily even our faith. You know, I've, I've been thinking about this for a few months. Um, we, of course, we have to have faith. Mm-hmm. But again, I keep referencing Psalm 91. I can't stress enough how important that is. Yeah. It's a very powerful prayer. Um I believe, well, I know for a fact that that, that prayer, uh, the Psalm 91, David's Psalm, was used in um, early exorcisms. It's still used in exorcisms. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to lose power. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, of yeah. course, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, if I would ask him, I'd need to holler at him. He lives just right down the road here. Uh, the pastor that baptized Kristen. Mm-hmm. Josh Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, I think he used a couple of verses out of Psalm 91 when he did the baptism. Yeah, he did. Um, but it talks about in there, it says, your faithfulness is our shield and bulwark, you know, mm-hmm. our, our fortress, our defense. So it's the faith of God, because he's always faithful, of you know, is our shield. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would also think back to this time, a shield wasn't like the size of a dinner plate. You know, you don't just hold it on your arm. It's it's like, what, two feet wide, mm-hmm. probably four or five feet tall. You know, they would they would stand that shield on the ground and they could bunker down behind it. Mm-hmm. And all the flaming arrows, all the fiery mm-hmm. darts of the devil, they bounce off. You know, they, they can't penetrate that. Mm-hmm. If you hold it over your head, you could fit two or three people under that shield. You know, mm-hmm. from from attacks raining down on you. 
That's yeah. the shield of faith. That's the that's the size of the faith that we need. Something that we could hide ourselves and our family behind. And they used to put together in their in their tactics. They used to put together like a house <laughs> with yes. their shield shields, wall, like on you the know, Vikings. Yeah, they would <laughs> you know have a wall of shields and then a, a roof of shields, as you said, and they could just stand there and let all of the enemy come and they would be okay, obviously for a time. But the, uh, you know, the imagery of that, when you explain it as a big shield and, and, and realizing that those tactics were used and, and the people that they were talking to at that time would have understood it that way. Like you said, they're not dealing with some little tiny shield. We're talking about a fortress. Your faith is a fortress a personal fortress that you can walk around with every day and it nothing nothing can come at you with this shield of faith cuz your your faith people i i have a really hard time when people don't understand that your faith is so important you have to like you said you have to stand on the rock right. but if you're standing on that rock you have to have that shield of faith cuz you're going to be People are coming at you from every direction, really, yes. every direction. Yeah, you're right. Um, and you you mentioned something, and I, I like the way you mentioned it, too, about how when everybody comes together with their shields, you know, doesn't that tell you how important going to church is? Mm-hmm. You know how important it is to have a, a Christian family. You yes. guys can come together in one accord with one mindset. You know, that iron sharpens iron. That's right. Just imagine how strong that fortress is mm-hmm. when you're not doing it by yourself. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? Um, now, Paul left out something that God mentions in Isaiah. Um, God says that he's going to don the garments of vengeance. Okay, which gives me chills to even think about. Like for real, I got chills on my legs because <laughs> God coming to exact his vengeance again. I fear the Lord. Terrifying, yeah. Yes. Um, Paul doesn't tell us to put on the garments of vengeance mm. because God tells us very clearly in Deuteronomy 32, 35, and in Romans 12, 19, that vengeance is his. Mm-hmm. Vengeance belongs so good, to the Lord. Ah, chills. So that's why we don't get to put those, you know, that article on. And Paul was very wise to do that. I liked how he did that. Yeah, I'd like to see what vengeance clothes look like. Oh yeah, it's got to be yeah. a terrifying sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, really. Oh, uh, but that I believe you know I I could go into you know, different things about what the gospel of peace is and, and right righteousness. But I think we, uh, we, we covered that pretty hard there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we wound up with that sort of, uh, sort of the spirit that is for both offense and defense and for surgery if necessary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so here we are, you know, we're, uh, we're armored up, we're sealed, you know, we, we want to claim, the, the blood of Christ, you know, we want to seal ourselves in the blood of Christ with that armor on. So there's no, no chinks in our armor, mm-hmm. you know, cause people like to say, well, the back's not mentioned, the back's not covered, you know? Okay. I guess you're going to worry, but 
you, you don't have to worry. We're, we're sealed in the blood of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. The devil's going to try to get in, but no weapon formed against us will prosper. That's what the mm-hmm. Bible says. That's what we have to believe. And maybe that's where it comes into play, having having that other person, having somebody. I mean, it's not good for man to be alone, right? So if, right. We, if we're fighting back to back, then there there is no chink in our armor. Amen. Amen. You got his back. He's got yours. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Um, now, we got to remember to humble ourselves when we go into these things. Mm-hmm. We have no power. All of our power comes from God, comes from mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, from Christ. Um, when we get into these prayer, you know, to get into a prayer war, you know, we always talk about we have prayer warriors, right? We have people that we call, people we message, hey, sister, pray for me, you know? Yeah. We got to make sure that we repent. Yeah. Okay. And often, mm-hmm. because anything that the devil or his demons or whatever can use against us in the court, mm-hmm. yep. they will. You know, um, I imagine it very legalistic that they're just waiting for us to screw up. Yep. Yeah. You know, we do something we shouldn't do. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something as simple as overeating, you know, glut, little gluttony. Yeah. They got <laughs> it. <us. laughs> you know, there could be some imp right there in the divine council that says, all right, now by the authority that I have that says if he commits gluttony, I get to give his, you know, this dummy diarrhea and heartburn, you know? There you yeah. go, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, yep. Things don't have yeah. to be so difficult. But we need to repent when we go into prayer. Mm-hmm. Humble ourselves before the Lord. Ask for his forgiveness. You know, I know ultimately we're saved, but our life needs to be as righteous as we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shame in admitting when we screw up, right? Yeah. No, definitely. So that's just a part of obedience so we need to repent humble ourselves claim the precious blood of christ put on the full armor and call the pieces out as you put them on you know (laughs) and and visualize this believe that you're wearing it you know jesus says anything that we ask for in his name we'll get right so and to to go about your day as if it happened Mm -hmm. and it'll be granted to you so put on that armor repent make your requests to the lord you know, for, for healing or whatever, ask him to use you as a vessel. So his power will work through you. You we're the body of Christ. So when mm-hmm. we're told to put our hands on, you know, each other yeah, and pray on each other, it's the hands of Christ going on somebody. And how does that not heal? Right. Only right. if we don't have the faith. Right. Mm-hmm. So know that we're doing the work of God when we're asking to do the work of God. You have to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, when you talk about putting on armor, a lot of times people think about going to war, right. whereas that's, you know, it's not necessarily that we're going to war. It is that the war is coming to us and they're coming for us. And if we're not prepared, then that's going to be a problem. But I think more importantly is putting on the armor gives you a sense of, of peace and protection, but we do that. And then I like that you said, we have to go and live our life the way that and believe and have the faith to believe that what we just did uh, in our morning prayer, whenever it was, it is truth. It is happening because I think a lot of people put on, the armor, the full armor, and then they go out to 
like they're going to battle in fear. And right. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Amen. And so if you're going to put on this armor, then then you have to trust in the armor. You know, yeah. you you can't be walking around in fear thinking at any minute now my, you know, chest plate of righteousness is going to give out, you know. <laughs> it's like, no. That's not how this works. You right. you put it on and you put your faith in it and then you you believe God for it and and it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But when we when we put it on and then we immediately contradict the armor with fear, that's a problem. And that's yeah. why we still get a lot of attacks because people are still walking around with this clunky armor of fear and right. we need to get rid of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That fear that to me, that fear is a demon. Mm-hmm. It really is. That's, that's somebody whispering in your ear that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Uh, we need to cast that away. How many times do we pray? I, I, it still happens to me almost daily. I'll pray for something. And in my head, I, you know, it's almost like a, a disembodied voice, not to sound crazy, but you can hear, that's not going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Be realistic, man. You know, that ain't mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, that's cancer. You know, yeah, and it, but you gotta, you gotta shun those things. You gotta, you gotta push those away. And we're all gonna screw up. We're all gonna fall short of the glory of God, right? Yeah. Um, but there's some other protection prayers. If I could just throw them out real quick, I'm not gonna read them out or or, or recite them or anything like that. Um, Matthew six nine through thirteen, that's the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Right. Mm. Jesus tells us mm-hmm. how to pray. It's about as simple as it can get. You know, you go in there, you praise God a little bit, ask him for a couple of things, acknowledge that he's the boss, and you step out. All right? So yeah. that, that's that's how, when our kids do it right, that's how they approach us, right? They're like, hey, yes. I love you. You are so good. I, <laughs> I want to go have a sleepover at my friend's house, but it's only up to you if it happens. So uh, yeah. I'll be over here. <laughs> You know, that's so true. Such a great analogy for that. that man. That's exactly how that works. Um, then there's Psalm 23. That's a very powerful prayer too. Uh, not just uh, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, but when it goes down into that, it talks about your rod and your staff comfort me. So think about a shepherd with a rod and a staff. He's not just guiding the sheep with those rod and staff. He's not using the you know, the rod to pull them out of the holes or whatever else only. But that rod and staff that he's he's using, he's protecting the flock with, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's flogging those wolves on the head with that rod and staff. Mm-hmm. So that's how it comforts you. You know, it, God corrects us with it. Yeah, it's, that's fine. He keeps us in line, but he's also defending us with that rod yes. and that staff. Yep. Um, again, Psalm 91, learn it, live it. Yeah. Make it make it a part of your daily prayer life, please. Um Well and go back on your on your podcast. He has a whole episode on Psalm ninety one. Oh yeah. Yeah, thank that, you. That was a good one. So <laughs> go back go back and listen to it. If you guys um, haven't started listening to the bump, listen that was a really good one. Shout out. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for the love. Of course. Uh yeah, actually, um I had went forever without even knowing anything about Psalm 91. And there was a lady who was a custodian at the high school. And uh, I had some downtime and we were just talking back and forth. And I go into her little work office. It's almost like a closet. And uh, she has her Bible laid open, you know, with the ribbon in it on Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I'm just kind of glancing down and she tells me, she's like, I pray that over my babies and grandbabies every day. And so <laughs> I, I go home and I start reading it and I'm like, my goodness, that's going to be, and it has become a daily, mm-hmm. at least once a day. I'll, that's I'll, so great. Psalm 91 is so, so important. Yeah. Um, especially when you get into, and I don't, I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon of deliverance. But when you get into deliverance, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yep. it's yeah. a part of our life. Um, yeah. You never know when you're going to encounter one of your friends or somebody that's going through a lot of like what Kristen did in the dark, dark holler. Yeah. You know, you never know. It, it could be your family member that, yeah. that mm-hmm. is, is the, you know, the similar story to her because you don't know. And and you never know when you're going to be in, in encountering that type of thing. Just like Jesus going into the wilderness, he probably knew he was going to be encountering the devil. But most of us in the wilderness, as we're walking around, we don't know when it's going to be coming at us. Mm-hmm. And so knowing Psalm 91 and being prepared as what, what's the pastor's name? Justin? Josh. Josh, I'm sorry. I apologize, Josh. Josh uh, <laughs> was was ready in the moment. He was prepared. He was in the water. He had everything that he needed to say at that moment memorized. Right. And that is uh, spiritual warfare. Yeah, recognizing a, that there is a that there is a demonic oppression happening right in front of you, and or possession in this point. Um, but and being ready. Uh, with that, uh, with the, the the words to say, and and the scripture to back it up, and the authority that we're given, mm-hmm. people don't yes. realize the authority that we're given. Yes. You know, yeah, Josh is just a man, but he's given the authority to cast out demons, and he didn't know that's what was going to happen, but it did. You and you don't know. That's yeah. it. That's it. Because you know, when you encounter these things, you know, your best friend's not going to look at you with you know, black eyes and fame, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's going to come at you with a really sharp tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to come at you with wanting to, to keep his distance from you all of a sudden. Like you'll just mm-hmm. stop hearing from him. Mm-hmm. You know, then when you go to check, you know, you've, you'll see, you'll feel that, you know, you'll feel that that chasm growing between you or a wedge being put in between you. Um, you'll stop and you'll look back and you'll notice how you've been treating people if you're oppressed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very slick. The devil's very good. He knows they're old, you know, they yeah. only got a couple of tricks, you know, they only have, uh, they have knowledge because they've yeah. been around for a couple thousand, four, five thousand years or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So they got knowledge, give them that. But all uh, the only other things they have is deception mm-hmm. and fear. Fear, big but time. what is there to fear? Yeah. I mean, if we look at it, what is there to fear? Yeah. You know? it, it reminds me of the, the sons of Sceva. You remember that story in Acts oh, 19, um, verse 11, it starts and, and it, Paul's going around doing all the miracles and, and doing all, I mean, even the handkerchief, you know, people taking the handkerchief is, is healing people. And I mean, this is for, for people that haven't gotten into the book of Acts, this is the acts of the apostles. This is, this is when Jesus left and these dudes were unleashed on the world and they (laughs) were fearless. I mean, they, they got it right. They understood that the King of the world just came down and hung out with me and taught me everything that he wanted me to know. And he told me if I just rest in that knowledge, 
there can, nothing can hurt me. And I think it's interesting how, when he's, um, let's see, it goes down here. Um, there were the seven sons of the Jewish high priest named Sceva. Uh, they were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, because they were trying to cast him out, right? right? And he says, Jesus, I know. This is the demon talking. Paul, I recognize, right. but who are you? They were trying to cast him out in the name of Jesus and in the name of Paul, which is weird. Right. But, you know, it was pretty new to them back then. Right. But they were trying to cast him out using the authority that that Jesus has and Paul has, but they didn't know Jesus. Right. They weren't working from an authority of Jesus living inside them, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. As if you go up in Acts 19 a little bit more, he's talking to a group of people, and I don't mean to get off a tangent, but he's talking to a group of people saying, who are you baptized in? Are you baptized in the water of John or are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? So apparently that's a big deal because they're bringing it up. And so this demon basically looks at him and says, I don't know you, you don't, there's nothing that you can do to me. Right. And what does he do? Attacks them. Yep. They get beat up by these demons. They get completely destroyed. And that's the authority that Kristen was talking about. You have the authority, but if you're trying to use the authority outside of you understanding it, having it, accepting Jesus, accepting the Holy Spirit, all of those different things, walking in righteousness, walking in peace. If you're trying to cast out demons outside of that lens, you're going to get hurt. Absolutely. Amen. That's well said. And to, to use it one more time, Psalm 91, first yes. covenant God makes. He said, uh, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. All yes. right. So you have to love God. You know, and he will deliver you what we're talking about here. Uh, I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. Yes. Known, known his name. You have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to set you securely. He's, you'll be sanctified. You'll be set apart. Yes. Because you have a relationship with God. He's going to deliver you. He, You love him. He loves you back. Mm-hmm. Sons of Sceva did not have that. No, <laughs> you know? they, were, they were a hurting unit. Yeah, they were. That was a good example, man. That was good. Um, so yeah, other weapons we have, our faith is a weapon, um, a defensive weapon, Mm -hmm. right? But faith is a weapon, prayer and fasting, Mm -hmm. um, fasting again, there's a lot of different ways that people like to fast. It's really, it's, it's from food, you know, (laughs) it's hard, it's hard to just do, um, it's fasting from food. Yeah. It, it's not, we don't have to overly, you know, overcomplicate it. If we fast from social media, that's great. But we don't live on social media, literally, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be a true sacrifice. It's food. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried to do a thousand other ways and it was very ineffective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah remember that it, in James 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist doesn't mean like just put your foot down and say, mm-mm, you know? Yeah. You you have to resist. You have to fight back. Mm-hmm. You know, right. use that scripture. Use the word of God. Use Jesus's name. Yep. The name of Jesus. That's what uh, 
was it? It was Paul. He's being followed around by that woman who was possessed, right? And she's talking, you know, she's out there yelling and screaming behind him, walking around. Was that, I think it's an axe, ain't it? Is it Acts 18, maybe? I don't know. Mm, it might be. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. But he's walking around this woman, I guess, like at a market or whatever, talking, yelling about these people. He turns around and rebukes her with, in the name of Jesus Christ, get out of her. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it flees. It has to. Yep. He used the name of Jesus. You know, he, he corrected that spirit. Mm-hmm. You can, you don't need to be in her. Get out of there. And uh, she was some kind of psychic or something at the time. I believe she was. Yeah. She could, she could see that they were, they were followers of Christ. It's crazy how nonchalant the disciples and Paul seemed to be like, it was, it was so much truth to them that it was just like, Hey, you get out, you know, like no big deal. It's almost like me telling my dog to get away from another dog or something like, Hey, stop, go, you know? And it was that real for them. They could, they could sense it and see it because they were so connected to the Holy spirit, uh, Jesus living through them that they were able to see it, recognize it and stomp it out. Almost like it was no big deal. And mm-hmm. and to them, it wasn't. It wasn't a big deal because they had no fear of them. They knew who was in authority. And they knew that that authority had been given to them, as you started this podcast out with. That authority had been given to them in a way that they understood. It wasn't them, as you said. It was it was uh, the Spirit of God living in them saying, get out of here. This is Amen. not okay. Amen. That's ex- that's exactly right. They they know it. They live by it. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to it, you know. There's nothing else to it. Seems it seems so simple, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, guy. I know that uh, we've been going for a while now, and I want to be I want to be uh, clear that we we loved having you on this podcast, mm-hmm. dude. And I know that um, the, the people that are listening are going to really enjoy this. And I hope that we can do it again soon. Uh, so why don't you let everybody know where you can be found, um, all of all of your socials and handles and website and all that. And then uh, unfortunately, we'll wrap for this, but we will be back together well, one day, you mm-hmm. and me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, w- I would love to have you guys on my show too. Um, be awesome. In return, that would be that would be great. You guys are amazing. Yeah, I, I like watching y'all work together and – when you said that if he had each other's backs, you know, <laughs> no attack. I love it. I love to see people yeah. in love. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, love really see, I love to see just, you know, I don't know. I like to see God work. Yeah. Uh, yeah I can be found uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's the Bump Podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, okay. I try to check those messages every day. If you want to get a hold of me on there, that's fine. Um, you can reach out to me. If you have a story you want to share on my show, mm-hmm. um, you can come on. It's the bump podcast at gmail.com. Just holler at me on there and I will, I will get back to you. Uh, you can get to me on the website. It's the bump podcast.com. I have a, Hotline, you can call if you want to. It's 304-812. I got to look at my notes. 0553. Nice. Um, you did it. 
I haven't uh, an actual PO box for the show, but we won't get into all that. Okay, there's it's a million ways to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've Gmail. got lots of episodes. If you guys have a oh, have yeah. a weekend of of binging the bump, do it. Binging the, bump. binging the bump. Hashtag binging the bump. Binging the bump. <laughs> yeah, I got like 170 episodes right now, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're closing up on three years. So that's, that's crazy. That's awesome. Man. You've been, been doing a great job, God, man. Bro. I hope you keep it up. Thank you. Bless well, you guys. my friend Bo, so great that you were able to come on. We uh, we just are so blessed. Mm-hmm. That was such a great conversation. I hope the audience likes it. I know they will. And uh, man, stay plugged into the Lord as I know you will. And I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Right, thank you, guys. God bless. God yes, bless you, brother. Thank you. We'll catch you later. All right. Bye now. Bye bye. <laughs>